time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the show that you would turn off if you could actually control your own body. But luckily, our AI is taking you over and is making you listen to this show. Uh, this is the Original Janksters podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> All right. So we got a quicker show today, but we're going to get right into the business. And we're going to give you the business. Yeah, it's business time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we watched a little movie on uh, one of my favorite movies from 2018 uh, called Upgrade. Uh, you may have heard of this as being the better version of the Venom movie. <laughs> it was kind of hard to uh, to skip the comparisons with this because the, the first trailer for this came out, I think, around the same time that the first trailer for Venom came out. And that first Venom trailer like didn't show anything like it never showed the symbiote like at all. So it, they were pretty identical in terms of trailers, just like weird science things going on. Um, Logan M- Marshall Green, who was the actor in this movie, kind of looks a lot like Tom Hardy. Um, some people call him like the dollar store version of Tom Hardy, but they definitely seem to look kind of alike. He looks like so it's hard Tom not- Hardy and Dane Cook had a baby. <laughs> you can see that. <laughs> a little bit. But honestly, between the two performances, between his performance in this movie and Tom Hardy in Venom, I would gladly take Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> I mean, not overall. Tom Hardy is definitely a better actor overall, but he was so bad in that movie. And I liked Logan Marshall Green in this. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, it's it's very similar in certain ways. It's just more of like a sci-fi version of Venom. Uh, it's got a lot of Venom in it, and it's also got kind of elements of the crow in it as well in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, I was I <laughs> just was a more high tech. I was gonna say that as well. It's very it's like a sci-fi version of the crow. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Because it turns into a revenge movie of a guy who's going after the people who killed his girlfriend, and they didn't quite kill him, but they. Almost, I mean, for all intents and purposes, did. They just kind of left him crippled below the head, basically. He's a quadriplegic. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, overall, I think this movie's just good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's no, it's nothing world-changing. Um, I'll say that. It didn't, like, light the world on fire. It's not like it's like, oh, man, it went in directions I've never seen in any other movie. But I will say that every little thing it did, it had a lot of cool little things where it just made good choices. Where it's just like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then a couple minutes later, it'd be, oh, that's cool too. <laughs> and it's not like they were, you know, home runs each time, but it's just like, oh, you just made good, consistent choices all the way through. And that's what I like about it, I think. I mean, the action scenes are definitely good. I didn't watch all of it. I've watched, oh, I mean, I watched it till the end, but I mean, I was in and out uh just trying to get a lot of stuff done uh so i missed like parts of the beginning um but a lot of the action scenes that i did see i really liked i was not very fond of the ending it just seemed really weird um i i don't know that didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me where basically he's got this chip in his neck and it tells him what he can and cannot Mm -hmm. do but it's there originally to basically uh stop him from being paralyzed uh a paraplegic um, but it eventually takes yeah. over and he tries to find out, you know, obviously who killed his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And STEM, which is the, this chip, this AI is able to talk to him and it helps him out trying to find out who, you know, who this killer is. Well, he goes through all the thugs 
ends up finding the guy who killed the wife, but found out that he, uh, he was in charge of somebody else, um, which is very much the crow. This is almost identical to the crow, where the guy, <laughs> the long-haired dude in the crow, man, I can't remember his name. Um, he's the one who's at the head of this huge corporation, and mm-hmm. he's the one who sent out the order or whatnot. Well, just like in this one, somebody sent out the order to go kill his wife and him. Well, he finds out she wasn't the target. He was, and it was all from the guy who made the chip. And then that was another red herring because it wasn't the actual guy who yeah. made the chip. It was the chip itself. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there's the enemy that. was within him the whole time. <laughs> I didn't like that. He um, looked all over. It didn't make any really? damn sense that the chip was the thing that was in charge. I felt like that's what oh, they were going for. And then it's like, they're like, well, why, why would you make me go on this wild goose chase? And then it just like was shoveling stuff. It's like, well, this is kind of dumb. It's like shoveling stuff in there for reasons why it was just so we can have this cool ending. And I felt like it was a little lackluster. I was just like, well, what? 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 I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. And I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I get why he was doing it. I think he probably, I guess you probably have to he had to get permissions to do everything he ends up doing. Uh, so he had to get this guy to kind of willingly give over his own body <laughs> and keep giving him permission to do more and more on his own. Whereas if he just put the thing in him and he was, you know, totally fine, he'd probably resist more. And, uh, and he, you know, he'd have a harder time controlling this guy. The guy was fighting him for control of the body. Well, the biggest plot hole is basically, you know, the whole revenge tale. Like uh, he, I mean, he would have gotten shot and paralyzed, but he would have gotten shot and then basically had this chip put in him. He was the target. His wife wasn't even supposed to be there, but that's this old revenge tale. I think if he just got shot, I don't think he would have been so bent on revenge. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's just the future. It's like shitty, but he may have gone and tried to kill, go after his killer, but maybe he wouldn't have. So the chip, the whole chip thing probably wouldn't have even happened anyways. <laughs> The yeah, only yeah. reason why that even happened was because his wife was killed. But that wasn't supposed to happen. Only he was supposed to happen. No, that, to was, that was supposed to happen, um, I believe. Because, or at least they worked that into the plan. Because obviously that becomes a whole part of the the ending where basically he gets this guy to kind of give over his body completely by putting him in this dream world where his wife's still alive. Uh, so that's part of, I think that's a big part of it is the wife dying and his life being so miserable in the real world that he'd rather kind of take this dream world. I hated that one part where it was like in the middle of the movie and he, uh, you know, he, he like basically wakes up and his wife says, Hey, do you want some pizza? And then he wakes up for real. And he's like, no, that was for real. It's like, no, it wasn't like, why would you say that makes no sense? It was obviously a dream. It was a dream. <laughs> I wouldn't wake up and say, no, I had a million dollars. Where's my million dollars? No, I would never say that. I would just be like, that was a dream. That was a crazy dream. I had a million dollars and my wife was still alive. <laughs> well, I think that was because STEM was kind of prepping him for later. Right. So right. That, that's no. probably more realistic than a real dream. Like he was actually putting you in this virtual reality world where everything seemed more real than a dream. No. And that, and that part makes, I mean, it was basically, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, I don't remember the word, but basically it was, it was set up. It was set up to lead you to believe that later on he would enter this dream world and he doesn't want to escape, which is fine. 
I just hated how that was executed because it just seemed way too abstract for it to even become like, oh, no, that was real. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there because obviously it led into that. But I was just like, no, why, why are you saying it was real? It doesn't make any sense. And then later it's like, oh, okay. Not no, you have to know are. that that's still a dream, right? <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess he's just so. Uh, that was really you know, real. Where did my wife go? That he can't tell. <laughs> Where is she? Why isn't she here? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm looking for a killer, but why? I just saw her. She just wanted pizza. <laughs> uh, that's true. But yeah, really, the uh, the action moments in this movie are really what make this thing shine for me. Um, they film it in such a cool way where he's just moving like very stiffly and they also kind of rotate the camera and make these cool noises so that everything seems very robotic and shot very differently than any other action scene I've seen in my life. Uh, the first one is where he, he goes to this guy's house. One of the guys who killed his wife, he uh, goes to his house and he's kind of looking around and the guy comes back home and uh, they end up getting into a fight <laughs> involving a lot of kitchen stuff. Uh, and at one point, he basically lets the computer take over. So he starts moving all crazy and being all badass. And uh, he at one point gets a hold of this knife. And uh, the guy is facing away from him. He's got the knife basically held horizontally in the guy's mouth. <laughs> and then he just kind of knees the guy really hard into the knife, which like cuts his head almost in half. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard, I've been told that this was uh, like an extremely gory movie, but I feel like that that was the maybe the goriest part. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they did kind of blow that load early. Yeah, but I mean that that scene was amazing. I like that robot dude, that robot military guy. These guys have like guns in their hands, basically. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of this dude where he just became an experiment, and even his sneezes have nanobots in them. Um, yep. it's, it's neat. I like the idea and I really liked the fight between him and, uh, gray or whatever his name was. It was a cool movie. I mean, like I said, I think it was good. Um, the, the ending didn't leave me extremely happy, but I liked everything in between. And I think what it is, is it pulls at those heartstrings of crow because I love the crow so much. So, uh, overall, I think it's a, a pretty good movie. Yeah, it, I thought it did a very good job of showing how depressed he was after this and like how just how much his life sucks that both his wife is dead and he's, you know, just left in this chair with robot arms trying to make him protein shakes and shit like that. And he's just like, why? Like, this sucks. His mom has to come over and like bathe him and trim his beard and shit. Yep. She saw his wee <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. She she stared at it directly. <laughs> but I do like that it's kind of got some like daredevil aspects where it's like nobody suspects Matt Murdock is daredevil because he's a blind guy. Whereas this guy, he's got like a good alibi. He's just like, I'm quadriplegic. I can't get out of this chair. How but can with, I be the one killing these but guys? But in the future, they have this chair basically hooked up to the internet and whatnot. And the detective is able to GPS where this chair is. At time, mm -hmm. from time to time, which is interesting, but why? Okay, I mean, I don't know why I took that to the <laughs> internet, but one of my, you know, it could have just been an electronic chair. <laughs> well, it seems like everything is very hooked up to the internet, except for Gray, which is kind of what makes him the target for Sam. Is he's the only one who doesn't have these like implants that follow you everywhere you go and shit like that. He's very analog. Yeah, <laughs> very old school. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. 
I did like the uh, the self-driving cars. It kind of shows both the good and the bad of those. <laughs> I didn't like the, the way they where looked. Like, it was like they went over the top with trying to make them sci-fi because, I mean, yes, the future is definitely going into <laughs> self-driving cars. They're everywhere here now. Do you guys have any yeah. down by you now? Uh, not that I've seen. Do they look different than regular cars? No, they, well, it's Teslas mainly. I know that uh, the I think, I think the Leaf or another one of those electric cars they're going to self-driving but there are teslas because we we got the home of tesla here in seattle they are everywhere they are goddamn everywhere and you'll just see people it's so bizarre dude it, you'll just see people on their phone while they're on the highway and the car's just driving by itself <laughs> but both like yeah, and their hands are nowhere near yeah, anything. exactly no they're not looking up and it's just it's just driving it's so weird holy shit Wow, the future yeah, it doesn't seem now. like we're that far along technology-wise, but man, I guess we are. Yeah, the the uh, but yeah, those cars I don't see, I don't understand. They're not practical. <laughs> what are those giant hexes doing on the cars? <laughs> what are they tanks? <laughs> I mean, I kind of got the feeling that they're solar powered because <laughs> it kind of looked like it's solar panels all over. And I think they also had like kind of like shield technology, like you have on spaceships, where it's just like this. Instead of just having a glass windshield, a you have this, field. you know, shield. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Nick Fury's car in uh, Civil War. Uh, no, I think it was Winter Soldier. <laughs> Beats me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's the movie. But, yeah, it sucks because like people could easily hack into that and take you off the road and then kill you or just drive you into a cliff or something like that. But the good news is then you can just go like have sex with your wife in the back or just go jerk off, which would make the commute to work like the best part of the day instead of the worst. You could still do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You only need one hand. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so for today's movie or music segment, did you have a music? Well, I know you had a music segment in mind, but I didn't follow through with that. But I have a quick <laughs> little news thing. I don't know if oh. I know both you and I like her. Uh, Billie Eilish released oh. a new yeah, uh, single this this week called Everything I Want. Yeah. It's okay. I did happen to hear that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's not I think it was very bad. long from what I remember. It felt like it was like seven, eight minutes long. Yeah, I think it's only I have it right here actually. Um it's not as long. It I thought the same thing too, but then after actually listening to it, I think one or two more times, it's actually not that long. Um oh my gosh. Uh hold on. I'm so sorry everybody. I had it right here and then Oh, there, there it is. Uh, it's four minutes, yeah, so it is a little bit longer. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. I, I definitely did enjoy it. I wish she would uh, start capitalizing her song titles. <laughs> that's my one note. Oh, I, I, it's fine. Uh, it, I guess it makes her different. <laughs> I, the only thing I don't like what she did was she like farted out like eight videos, though, of, of the one song. So they have the, the audio version, then they have the lyric version, then they have the actual music video, and then they had some other. Uh, oh yeah, the acoustic version of the music video, which is hardly even acoustic. Oh. I mean, it's just like, uh, just pianos instead of like the heavier basses and stuff. But I was just like, really? Why, why, why are we doing so many of these? I don't understand. That seems to be the thing recently. Is like you release a song you, instead of doing an album, you release a single, and then like a month later, you release like an acoustic version or a reimagined version of that same song. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I guess that's cool. I guess that's fine. 
Uh, there's a song <laughs> that I need you to listen to um, at some point. I, you would absolutely love it, but it is a cover, so you may have heard of the original, especially because I believe it's an 80s jam. Um, oh, this might be up my alley then. It, I think it will. Uh, let me double check and make sure. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the song Running Up That Hill? <gasps> oh, my God. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Legitimately. It, is it? Kate Bush is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you need to hear the version by Meg Myers. Um, she's that one girl that I sent you a video of a while ago called oh, Desire. No. Um, oh, okay. Uh, she's a great singer. She's incredible. And she is very faithful to this original version. I mean, this sounds like a, a nowadays version of an 80s song. When, and what I mean by that, it sounds like a remastered 80s song. It doesn't add anything to it to make it sound like a modern song. It just sounds like a okay. very pure, high-definition, amazing 80s jam. Uh, she does an amazing job with the song, and it has been stuck in my head for days. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I can see that, because that song is fucking amazing. It's a very uh, good um, song. It's got a high bar to live up to, because both that song is amazing, and the band The Chromatics did a version, um, I want to say like 2008, that is also very, very good in a totally different, more electronic way. This is very but electronic. I will give it a shot. Well. You will like it. Yeah, this is definitely okay. 80s, but man, this is a pretty great song. I'm listening to it. All right, right I'll Sorry. check it out. Now it's stuck in my head again. <laughs> it's like, with no problems. It's good. Yeah, but Meg Myers does a really, really I actually good know job. how to play a little bit of that on the keyboard. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> good um all right what else what else you got for music anything that you've heard this week news wise uh not really yeah i heard that billy eilish song and that was about it that's fair <laughs> all right um i'm gonna take a step into the realm of xeno shift really quick i'm gonna uh talk a bit about board games um <laughs> about how you can't beat it uh, yeah about so i haven't talked about this one on the podcast yet it's a game called xeno shift it's a cooperative game if you want to buy it or if you're interested in uh purchasing it it is not uh spelt the way it's looks at or sounds like at all it's x y e n uh x e i'm sorry x e n o s h y f t xeno shift so uh they made it impossible for anybody to look up <laughs> um, well the xeno makes sense it's just that weird why i think yeah. that they threw in <laughs> so anyway so what this is is basically starship troopers in a box now i got i got re uh now i've had i've had this game for a while it was almost one of the games that basically jump-started my board gaming obsession well of purchasing it was one of the very first like big box board games that i bought for myself um it was wow. when i was in uh illinois at the time back home um, but yeah, before this, I, I've had Ascension and Mage Knight, but I don't think I had any other big box games. Um, I think maybe Dungeon Quest as well, but Xenoshift was like the big, the first big, big box that, uh, I, I purchased. And, um, yeah, so this game is basically Starship Troopers in a box where it's cooperative. You're working with everybody around the table. So that plays up to four people. And what you're doing is, uh, the premise of the game is you're on a planet uh, trying to mine for this stuff called Xeno Satham, or what I like to call it, Xeno Jason Statham. Um, <laughs> yep. But basically what's in there uh, is you are using this Xeno Satham, Xeno Jason Statham, and uh, <laughs> recruiting new troops 
and also a bunch of different weapons and armors and uh, cool high-tech stuff. And what'll happen is then is you're going to put that stuff in a lane, those troops with the weapons and whatnot in a lane, and then you'll have four random insects or aliens in the other lane, and they're going to clash in the middle, clash in the middle, kokolash. <laughs> and what'll end up happening is they're going to attack simultaneously, and you're trying to use your weapons and armor at the same time. The good thing is, is like I said, it's cooperative. If I don't have the weapons and the stuff that I need right now to possibly deal with some of these these nasty boys. The people around the table might be able to throw me a grenade or throw me a uh, uh, maybe a paratrooper that can jump in the lane and help me out. These are things that will absolutely help out, and you can be very cooperative to try to take these aliens out. Because if the aliens beat all of your guys, then whatever aliens are left in their lane will attack the base. The base, well, if the base ever hits zero, then it's uh, everybody loses. So you're trying to keep that base alive long enough to harvest enough of the Xeno Jason Statham and then get out of there. You're not trying to beat the aliens. You're never going to beat them. You'll only outlast <laughs> them. The idea of the game is to outlast the aliens for nine rounds and then get out. This game is hard. I've never beaten it. And honestly, I don't know if anybody who's actually ever played this the correct way and ever beaten it. I saw one guy online, he played it and beat it, but he had so many rules wrong. It was just like, oh, God, this is oh, one, really? it's hard to watch, but two, you're cheating. So... um <laughs> Uh, so I haven't seen anybody beat this game yet, and I'm sure there's people who have. I've heard a lot of people get close. I think Nick and I, and I can't remember if Scooch was there too, but I think Nick and I got to the third wave, which is uh, the seventh round, um, but I think that's where we lost it. It's a very tough game, and the reason why this is reemerging is because um, I just recently found out they had a huge big another big box game expansion for it, but I thought that expansion was like a self thing. You couldn't merge the two games together. But then I just recently learned you could merge the two games together. Mm. So that'll give me more items and more different, or, well, not more different, but um, different. It'll give me more troops to use, giving me variety, because uh, in the base game, you can only use the troops that you have. Um, but now I can switch troops out if I wanted to, to possibly, you know, vary up my games. Um so I decided. I get goof troops. Yeah. Um, so I decided on jumping on this thing because it was only thirty nine dollars, I think, on Amazon. When normally it's like sixty bucks. I was like, all right, let let me do this thing, and I got it. And uh, I merged some of the aliens with the other ones and all the new items and stuff like that. And it's such a hard ass game still. <laughs> it's the <laughs> hardest balls. But they should have like should have made an expansion where like there's easier aliens and better weapons, and you could throw those in there and make the game easier. <laughs> they uh. They introduced these new aliens that have to do with the weather. So, and the same thing with the items. And that's what really piqued my interest because I was like, all right, well, I don't know if I'd ever want to use the weather cards. But then I found out the weather actually can uh, benefit the weapons and items that you use. I was like, hmm, maybe that can actually benefit me. So, what I did was I took. I took the alien races because they come in three different waves. So I took the wave ones, and I only put a couple from the new expansion that had to do with weather, and I merged those into the wave one. Not all of them. That's just too crazy. Okay. Just a couple of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I basically Not did. Too much. Not too much. Still <laughs> have a long way to go. Um, but, yeah, this game is super, super fun. The weather effects definitely uh, are very weird and strange, but I, I like that. Um the game is still very hard and probably unbeatable, but I enjoy playing it every time. It's always like very uh, stressful and just like, oh, God damn it. I just want to win, <laughs> but you never do. <laughs> you never win. 
Um, but it's fun. <laughs> I have a lot of fun just blowing shit up. That's probably my favorite part. I think we did play it one time. Me, you, and Nick. Oh, that was somewhere. that had to have been you. You then it wasn't Scooch. It was you. Was it? I don't think we got that far. We played though. <laughs> I don't remember if we got very deep into it. No, I think I think Nick and I did in the. Uh, I think we were playing in the basement at my dad's. Um, I think that's when we got pretty far. Or maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. But I no, because I remember only playing this with Nick and then apparently you, because uh, I played it solo a couple times, which is pretty fun but i never really get super far on solo but i remember specifically nick and i playing it and i remember we got to at least the third wave and we may have gotten to the seventh or ninth round i know we got to at least the seventh round but or not ninth but possibly the eighth round but it's just getting so hard it's like and the thing is is per wave every time you get to next wave you get to unlock the new troops and then these new troops are amazing you wouldn't have even been able to afford them on the first uh second and third rounds or any time during the third wave anyways but when you start getting to those later rounds you can you get a ton of this like xeno jason statham and basically you're able to unlock all these brand new like troops that are just heavy hitters you're like oh hell yeah these things are going to destroy everything and then all the aliens are also bigger and you're just like, oh, fucking son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. I just want these things to die. <laughs> but yeah, the aliens are so cool looking. They're all, most of them are insects or some kind of weird reptilians of some sort or a hybrid of the two. Um, they're really, really cool looking. Yeah, it's like Starship Troopers. Yeah. Almost. It's very, very much that. Um, but yeah, I like this game a lot. It's fun. Um, I don't really have too many sci fi games, and this is one that I do truly enjoy. Nice. Xeno Shift. And Zeno, Jason Statham, <laughs> the story of Jason Statham. I'm working the late Zeno shift this week. All right, give me those winners and losers. All right, I only have a couple, um, not a whole whole shitload of them this week. Um, I guess we'll go with a uh, a winner here, um, soft winner, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I saw that movie this uh, week. Actually, I guess it's Ford v Ferrari, but whatever. <laughs> Movies that do it with V instead of verse make me angry. But I did like it. Uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, they're both really good. Um, it wasn't winning me over for a long time, but by the end, I think I really did like it, especially once it gets to the race itself. Uh, that's all filmed really well and is really kind of – it really engrosses you and gets you in there. Oh. So it definitely won me over. And then there's a weird ending that I did not really see coming but probably should have. <laughs> but uh, – yeah, overall, pretty good. Um, I would recommend it. <laughs> Could be an interesting interesting Oscar race this year. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got another. We'll do a loser here. All right. So there's these movie shows. I used to watch this show called Collider Live uh, on the Collider Network. It was like a movie show, but it was more of like a morning talk show thing where they didn't talk as much about movies. They would kind of do some movie news, but they would also just kind of, you know, shoot the shit, as they like to say, and just kind of have, you know, fun and that kind of thing. Uh, so recently, the main guy on that show, he left. He couldn't, like, figure out his contract negotiations with the network or whatever. So he decided to branch out on his own. And he's doing his own network over on uh, – he's one of the guys from Schmoes No. So he's doing his own show. He's got this SEN network that's all funded by, like, super chat questions and shit like that. Um, 
And so he started his own show over there. And the Collider Live show is just kind of left with a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> like this other guy on there who's kind of good. Like he also left because he's doing some other thing. So it's basically just like the one girl who was really annoying and like really stupid and asked a million questions for no reason. So she's basically like the new host. So I'm like, well, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> it's just gotten terrible. Uh, and the SEN show... They basically do it at the same time as Collider Live. Um, and it's about the same length. And it's kind of – it's a lot of the same people who are on that show. But it's also terrible. <laughs> so they kind of split this show apart, and it's gotten – it's created two terrible shows. Huh. Really, neither of them are that watchable. Uh, so it, it kind of sucks. Because <laughs> this show especially, like, it's so heavily – they basically rely – they don't have advertisers. They don't have a company behind them. It's just all these super chat questions, and they have this robot thing where if you pay a certain amount of money, like it'll have this robot voice read your question, and it just interrupts everything. <laughs> oh, it's like and uh, so, Simon's so Quest. Yeah, pretty much. And so much of the questions is just people like, hey, oh, you guys are great. Love you. Thanks for making my morning good. It's just like I don't care. <laughs> How about they talk about something <laughs> instead of just reading these stupid people's comments? That sounds pretty awful. Yeah. So all around, I would say this has been a disaster <laughs> so far. They also they also have a lot of technical problems. Like I don't think there's a single episode so far of the two weeks they've been doing this where it started out without problems. Uh, like they'll just drop out the mics at random times. <laughs> that is not supposed to be happening. Um, the computer just will stop working. It's like, oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Hmm. Probably should have planned this out a little ahead of time. Sounds like farts. <laughs> yep. It's pretty rough. But uh, let's say another winner here. Uh, I didn't think this day would ever come. But I have a new favorite Pokemon. What? <laughs> Jinx, you've been replaced. As awesome as it was to have a Pokemon that they slipped in for some reason that had, was in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know how that one slipped past these sensors. I mean, that was always pretty hilarious. But I found something even better. Because there's a Pokemon called Heatmore that has two dicks. Mm. <laughs> I'll never remember his name, but man, I'll remember those two dicks. That's why I'm just going to call him Johnny Two Dicks, I think. And he is now my f official favorite Pokemon. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's unequivocable that those are his penises. Or else maybe the the smaller one, it's kind of below the other one. So maybe he's got like his, that's his scrotum. And it's just kind of like a tennis ball can where he's got them all lined up vertically. <laughs> I feel so like maybe that, that's not a dick. But... I think that's like dried up lava. <laughs> no, Pete, those are dicks. Uh, yep, those are 100% dicks. <laughs> if you look at them, they are very dick-like. <laughs> And they're coming out right at where his crotch is. So <laughs> I don't know how you could even argue that. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking over there, but man. I'm Googling it now. I approve. And it indeed <laughs> looks like those are dicks. Especially in Pokemon Go. It really looks like he just got two dicks hanging there. Apparently these dicks extend to his back. <laughs> um, it's, I don't As know. most do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, <laughs> the design of that was supposed to be. It could have just, they could have left that off entirely. But yeah, it's just these weird, yeah. 
Weird dick. Like, if you're going to do something like that, put him in a different area, not right on his crotch. <laughs> they probably had one until there was a guy who said, hey, 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 Benny, that's a dick. We can't just put dicks on Pokemon. What if I put a second one? All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds fair. <laughs> now I'm going to make this one that has 12 vaginas. Jesus. <laughs> But that's true. Uh, so, yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, next up, we've got uh, this one's kind of a loser and kind of a winner. Um, it's kind of going in both categories. <laughs> I'm going to give this award to Disney Plus. Now, how can this be a um, loser? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I did end up getting it the other day. I know. And... Yeah, so I've been watching, you know, some X-Men cartoons and that kind of a thing. Um, it's cool for that and The Simpsons and, you know, all the Spider-Man cartoon and I watched little DuckTales and all that shit. So that's all cool. I did watch Rookie of the Year and uh, did end up watching Hocus Pocus again for the first time in years. <laughs> Rookie of the Year could have been a – I just watched that yesterday or at least most of it. And wow, what a movie. Did he just say funky oh, We'll talk loving? about it more later. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up again on the list. All right, good. <laughs> it's getting its own entry. <laughs> All right. What um, do you got negative to say? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for those things for sure. The problem is it more than any of the other streaming services to me seems so limited. <laughs> like it's got those cool things, which is, you know, that's fine. But it's a very niche market. It's not like they ha- it's only this Disney stuff. So it doesn't have a lot of what I would call variety. <laughs> Obviously, there's no like, you know, horror movies and stuff for adults, really, which is, you know, OK. And also, it's one of those things where it's not really going to get that much updating like Amazon or Netflix, where they rotate movies in and out and that kind of a thing like it's pretty much just going to be this stuff and then whatever new series they do for Star Wars and Marvel and shit like that. Like, that's about it. So it's not like there's going to be new things coming for the most part, especially like movie-wise and that kind of stuff. So it seems very limited, and it just kind of overall makes me feel that this is where streaming is headed, where everything's going to be this little niche market, and if you want that, you have to get this service. And there's going to be like 35 services. <laughs> that have one thing you want to watch each. Well, I think, I mean, it is definitely less expensive than Netflix. Um, I think that also with Disney Plus that they will end up, I think this is just the beginning because uh, they've even, I mean, they just started with Disney Plus and they've already got new series on it. And I think that that's a thing that's going to happen. They even put new movies on it that's just for Disney Plus. Like, I mean, these aren't your mm-hmm. kinds of movies, but you got to yeah, also exactly. realize that they're Disney movies. <laughs> Um, so like Lady and the Tramp came out for this and I believe another one mm-hmm. as well came out for this. So it's like, yes, I think they're going to keep putting stuff out. And I think because it is the, it is the beginning, I think they're going to possibly, you know, make more money and then do more series and have more original content just like Netflix does. I mean, Netflix farts so much out and I would say most of that shit anyways. Um, that's true. They do um, have a lot of crap and Amazon even more. Like they just have horror movies that were filmed on a VHS camera and shit like that. I know I would take Amazon's B movies over Netflix's original series though. Any day Amazon has <laughs> oh. the worst, the worst movies, but in the greatest of ways. Oh <laughs> God, they're just so good. Um, 
but yeah, I think Disney Plus is going to be one of those things because it did just start. They're going to try to find out where their footing is and then start climbing. Uh, obviously, they really killed it with this. I, from what I understood, I heard the other day that uh, like opening weekend or the opening day or whatever it was, uh, was 10 million mm-hmm. subscribers right there. So, I mean, you're going to get a ton of money from them or they're, they're getting a ton of money from us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Disney Plus is for everybody. And I'm, you know, I'm not completely surprised that you went for it because I know we were talking the other day and they do have some of your original TV series. And yes, I think that's going to dry up eventually for you. But for me, I mean, mm-hmm. I love the original uh, Disney movies. Like, I'm really excited to jump back into Aladdin, the original Lion King, and the Little Mermaid, and all those. Even some of the newer ones from Pixar, I'm pretty excited to jump into. I'm not so much a big uh, series fan, but I'm probably going to actually watch a few episodes in Gargoyles. And I rem- I want to jump into yes. uh, X-Men game or X-Men uh, uh, series. But they also have a ton of those old, old like live action movies. Like I posted on Facebook the other day that they had Tall Tale. <laughs> I completely forgot about that movie. I remember a few years ago I tried looking for it and it's not anywhere. But I it's here now. Wow. And there's other movies that are like like Rookie of the Year. Granted, yes, you could probably find that at places, but I'm not going to remember to <laughs> actually get it. And there's no way in hell I'm going to rent it on Amazon. There's just no way. But now I have it. I can watch it. Apparently, they showed it on uh, like one of those cable channels like every year around the time that baseball starting up because larry mentioned the other day that he was what he watches it like once a year <laughs> that's just too much i think um but yeah i mean they have so many amazing movies on there um even from the older ones like i started watching babes in toyland i was like oh yeah from 1961 <laughs> yeah does that hold up <laughs> it's not horrible but i mean you really got to be in the mood i think <laughs> for a weird old musical of sorts uh, but I mean, uh, all these are super good. Um, I mean, I, to me, I, I'm going to get a lot more use, I think out of it, but even that well's going to dry up, of course, if they don't put more content out. And I think Disney is probably aware of this. And I think Disney will probably do something about it. Cause like you said, even Disney like once or twice a year, will have these bigger movies come out actually probably even more than that because, um, we got Fox and we've got, uh, them also taking Lucas for, uh, films, so I mean they've got a lot more to deal with, and with Marvel, um, so they'll be pushing out more movies. But a lot of people are going to see those in the theaters. They're not going to just come back home, maybe yeah. once, maybe see it once on the TV. But the big thing is for them to go see it in theaters. Um, but yeah, I think I think for now it's fine, and unless they do do something with originals, which I'm sure they will, they already did. Um, I'm sure we'll see more of that. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm cheap. sure they're it's doing like more originals. It's just a question of how often <laughs> is it going to happen. If they come out with one series a month or something after this, like, I don't know if that's really enough addition to uh, to keep this being worth it. But it's fine for short term. Maybe it's just something I'll have to do for now while I watch these shows. And then maybe if I ever want to watch them again, I'll just have to get it for another month or something. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and that's why I decided to just do monthly instead of the full year. And I know for Verizon, yeah. uh, for Verizon people, they get it for a year for free anyways, which is, I guess, neat for Verizon people. Fuck them. Um, but, really? Yeah. I have Verizon. I did not know this. Yeah. Uh, I would contact, I don't know, look it up online. A lot of people that I've talked to who have Verizon have gotten some kind of a code through Verizon to get Disney Plus for a year for free. Damn. Oh man, I gotta look into this. <laughs> this <show> right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody else has the seven day trial, and then after that, then it's I believe six ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year or sixty nine ninety nine a year. I don't remember. <clears throat> but yeah, I will say this: um, it's not Disney Plus's fault. Um, 
so much as everyone else's fault, I think. But uh, my TV apparently doesn't even have a, a thing for it. So I can't watch it through my smart TV uh, or my Blu-ray player. The only thing I've been able to get it on is uh, the Xbox. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. They just haven't added it yet, and I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, but they weird. don't have the app, and it doesn't have a thing to let you add you know, apps from like like an app store or anything like that. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> um, you can get the Fire Stick. <laughs> Carol's got the Fire Stick, <laughs> and she's able to download whatever apps. And then I've, I just, I've always just used my Xbox. So it's the X One, everything in one. Wow! Wow! It could fart in my eyes. Um, <laughs> all right. Xbox give me pink eye. So go ahead. Next thing, I think. I think. All right. Yeah. Next one is our winner of the week. Just a little movie called Rookie of the Year. <laughs> wow! It's the whole winner. Yeah. Oh, man. I really enjoyed this movie again. Um, I forgot how good this movie fucking was. I didn't even remember Gary Busey being in the movie. Yep. But he sure is. And he actually plays like a normal person, which is crazy. Just going to say that. He played a normal guy in this one. Yeah. That's bizarre. And I liked it. But he did a good job. Yeah. (laughs) That's the crazy part is he actually seems like a normal person. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah, this movie is pretty good. I didn't watch it all the way to the end because uh, I had to go to game night. But um, oh. this is a, uh, I think I stopped it right after the whole, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, Roland Baker. Um, Henry Rowan Gardner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called like everything on this one. Yeah. Oh, the, the coach. Yeah, that's, he's got so many good ones. Rough and high. Get Hoser. out there. Yeah, Garden Hoser. <laughs> um but yeah when he uh was trying to get gary Busey and his mom together Mm -hmm. uh daniel stern's maybe a little too much i think yeah he was gary Busey in this movie (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they should have toned him down and also given him a bigger part then like maybe it was just because he was too over the top that he wasn't in it as much but for the pitching coach they kind of like forget about him a lot of the time you think he would be a bigger part of the movie but they just kind of, I guess they're just like, well, this character's, you know, only going to work in small doses, if at all. So <laughs> let's not put him in this movie too much. That's very true. Yeah, I definitely recommend anybody not only just to watch the movie, but watch it. <laughs> Intently. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really just well-paced, like... The whole thing is great. I love how they set up like in his, in his first game, he's going against that big guy. Is like his first pitch is that big guy who like fucking hits a homer right away, and then he has to go against that guy later in the movie. It's like that's good setup. <laughs> yep, that was fun. They laid all the groundwork, and it was fucking great. Even his mom is great. I forgot how good that woman was who played his mom. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else again. <laughs> but she's good. She's not, I guess, I mean, I didn't really think of it, but yeah, I guess she's okay. I felt like most movies in the 90s are just like, let's get Laura Linney. She'll be a mom <laughs> in everything. Well, I got to look who that is. <laughs> you'll, you'll recognize her once you see her. Like, oh yeah, she was always Uh-oh. the mom in everything. Mostly Beethoven, but I think most things. I don't recognize this lady at all. I'm not gonna really? lie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like I should. 
Um, oh God, I'm so sorry, everyone. Everybody's probably like <laughs> really angry with me. She does not look familiar at all. She has hints of familiarity. Huh. Maybe I gotta look for her okay. Beethoven. Hold on, Beethoven. That's not even coming up for Beethoven. You sure she's in that movie? Oh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> oh, I found a picture of her. Uh, I guess she looks kind of familiar here. Uh, I think, oh, she was in Jumanji, too. She's in Jumanji? No. Wasn't she the, yeah, the woman that, uh. That was Bonnie Hunt. Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe I'm thinking of Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> they were kind of yeah the two of them i feel like go back and forth just being all the moms and they look a lot alike maybe that's why i'm thinking of it beethoven i bet that's that's yeah <laughs> you're thinking of bonnie oh, hunt. there you go <laughs> uh, now i know who bonnie hunt is yeah she was indeed the mother in uh beethoven and she was also in jumanji yeah i like jumanji and i like beethoven mm. <laughs> yeah, like Bonnie Speaking Hunt. of uh, people and actors, I didn't realize because I hadn't seen it in so long that Omri Katz was the guy in Hocus Pocus. Who? Omri Katz. He was the uh, the star of Erie, Indiana. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, it's him. <laughs> he hasn't really done a whole lot since then, but yep, you are correct. Yeah, those were his two claims to fame. The uh, the girl, his like girlfriend in that movie looked very familiar, but I couldn't figure out what she was in. I even looked her up on IMDb, and I couldn't find anything else. So She's maybe in a bunch of things. Um, I just looked her up, too. I think it said she was in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I think she might have played the hooker in that. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Hocus Pocus. My goodness, Kevin, you're having me look everything up. Because uh, she's in a movie <laughs> that you probably have just seen, or at least seen at some point. Hold on. Because I know mm. I've seen her in something just recently. Hold on. Well, uh, not recently, but at some point in my life. <laughs> yeah, sometime in the last 31 years. Vanessa Shaw. Vanessa Shaw <laughs> is her name. If I could just pull her up, that'd be great. She was in Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> oh, Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. That was the movie that I was thinking of. She's uh, oh, the, yeah. one of the daughters, I believe. Huh. Uh, I believe hey, she's actually the one who got rapidy dude. Oh, no. Her career went downhill. <laughs> yeah. She was she Ray Donovan. Focus where those things don't happen. <laughs> also true, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's been in a couple, like uh, 310 to Yuma, Hills Have Eyes. Uh, I feel like I've heard of this movie called, uh, oh, God damn it, Side <laughs> Effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see Side Effects, but man, I don't remember much of anything about it. <laughs> I definitely don't remember her in there. But yeah, I love Hocus Pocus. That's one of my favorite movies. Definitely probably my favorite ho actual Halloween Halloween movie. Um, <laughs> definitely more than Halloween itself, the movie. Ooh, that hurts. I mean, it's Halloween's definitely below a great movie, but... And below Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat's okay. I just rewatched the Halloween Tales movie. I think I even like that one better than Trick or Treat. Oh man, trick or treat! I disagree, great. but it's it's okay. Yeah, I really like the Halloween Tales. Though. It's so good, or Tales of Halloween, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Tales of Halloween, yeah, oh, it's so good. I did end up watching, by the way, that uh, 
Oh, what was it? The one with where uh, the clown from Terrifier came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember, but yeah. Did you watch all that? Was it good? Um, It was not nearly as good. <laughs> okay. It seemed like the production value was pretty low. <laughs> was the Terrifier like they pretty did not good have there, a lot though? Of money for that. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't as cool as like the pumpkin, like the jack lantern face that he did. Oh, <laughs> or cutting yeah. the woman in half through her vagina. But uh, <laughs> also true. He looked, he was pretty good. The, uh, it seemed like they didn't do the makeup quite as good in this one, but uh, it was interesting. Hmm. Well, I'm glad it got his own movie. It was more about like a, it was basically about like a babysitter and these two kids that she was watching. And they found this random videotape that someone just dropped off with no label. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's watch it. It's the ring. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of ends the same way where the clown like comes out of the TV. Oh, that's just weird. <laughs> so it really does just rip off the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, it was okay. It's not the worst thing, but not as good as Terrifier for sure. Oh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, anything else? That you um, then I guess we just have the uh, the loser of the week. Mm, yes. Um, we've talked recently about the the struggles of DC Comics, um, and kind of where all that, that might be heading. Uh, apparently, rumor is that it's going to be even worse than we anticipated. This is really like a death spiral type move right here. Uh, where apparently, you know, we talked about how they were going to be replacing all the heroes with like younger and more diverse heroes that no one wants, <laughs> and so apparently their plan is to keep those books. At the regular price, like two ninety nine or three ninety nine, whatever they are, but then they will also be doing these DC Black Label books featuring their regular, you know, original characters that are going to go out each month at seven ninety nine each, <laughs> which is just astronomical. That is a major price jump. They better have uh, a shit ton of pages then too. Yeah, I mean, I think it might be slightly more, but still, like, you're having a hard time selling these books every month at the regular price. Now people are going to shell out seven ninety nine each for them? Like, that really seems like you're banking on, you're going to lose a lot of customers that way. And I guess you're just hoping that this massive price increase will keep the income about the same for the few people who are so desperate that they want to keep reading. But wow, that just seems like a bad move. Like you're going to diminish your market way more than it already is. Oh man, the world is definitely nobody wants the regular price books if they're going to have new characters in them. Like nobody's going to buy those either. So you're you're really just circling the drain there. <laughs> well, as long as they can just it... keep pumping out them sweet movies, yeah. <laughs> the animated <laughs> ones. Pray, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's where they shine. <laughs> they do. They got that new Wonder Woman movie out, and kind of want to get it. <laughs> What's it about? I don't know. I, I haven't it. seen it. I want to get it. Though. I heard uh, that according to test screenings, like Wonder Woman two is pretty awful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Having heard like some of that plot potential plot elements, it does sound pretty bad. I don't know what they can keep doing with that movie. They should just... I don't even know anymore. I don't care about those <laughs> movies. All I know is Justice League Dark 2 is coming out in 2020, and that makes me very, very horny. <laughs> now I'm a horny boy, a horny boy for Justice League. 
just this dark too. I'm a horny, horny boy. I'm a horny, horny Yeah, I want to see that one someday. It's so good, it <laughs> makes you really hard. X-Men cartoons. Yep. <laughs> when Warner Brothers finally gets their shit together and comes out with a good service. <laughs> Speaking of, of Disney Plus, I don't know why they would possibly put in when you're watching DuckTales, there's you know, or any show really, there's a thing where you can skip the intro. You should just take that button off for DuckTales. If anyone skips the intro, you're history's greatest monster. <laughs> Do they have those new, new, like the new episodes of uh, DuckTales too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I did see those on there. Yeah, I have not watched them. And... I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I kind of want to check it out, but at the same time, it's just like I, I really want to watch the old ones, though, too. Like, there's so many episodes of the old one. Like, it's so weird, too. Like, season one is like 60 episodes, and then season three is like five. <laughs> huh, well... <laughs> season three saw something that season one didn't <laughs> oh and here's another problem um i've noticed this and i looked it up online and apparently a lot of people have problems with this uh a lot of the cartoon shows have episodes out of order <laughs> yeah did you need them in order though yeah you you kind of do <laughs> i mean the ducktales maybe not as much but like x-men definitely you do because like it, there's an episode that ends you know with the they come home and the mansion's destroyed and they don't know what happened to professor x and then he just goes it skips over the next episode and then it puts that episode that's supposed to come next at like episode 10 which is like like three or four episodes later it's like uh, well <laughs> what the fuck happened there <laughs> like i mean i know because i had the vhs tapes i know that that's not the right order um some of it like the hulk the hulk cartoon it starts out with like part two of three and it's not even like the opening episodes. It's like the season finale. <laughs> oh, so it's, uh, it's way out of order. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's a bug. You should probably get on, on top of fixing. Yep. Oh, big loser for me this week. Speaking of bugs oh. is Pokemon sword and shield. Now, they may have fixed some stuff, but I know Game Freak, at least in the past, have not been ones to uh, throw in patches. They usually do really well with these kind of games, but this is a huge controversy, uh, even before the game came out on Friday. Uh, so uh, I would say weeks, maybe even months ago, there was a, a lot of backlash against Game Freak and Pokemon in general because this is the very first game that was not going to get the full-blown national uh, uh, decks, which means that for the first time ever, you could not catch them all. Um, now <laughs> you can catch all the ones they put in there. Yep. But you would not be able to catch them all. Uh, so this is the very first time you would not be able to do this. Um, and of course, you know, in the games prior to this, that just like you said, you can catch all the ones that they put in there, but you're always able to import uh, Pokemon from other games via trading or whatever. You can have all the Pokemon in the games, but there are hmm. not animations and stuff like that. For any of those previous Pokemon, so you're only, you're limited to the ones that they put in there. Um, we talked about yeah. this last week as well. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into the whole controversy and all that stuff. But uh, reviews came out for this game though from the big companies. They only sent out a few review copies, especially to these big companies, but not like to a lot of the smaller YouTube people. Uh, so the big companies started pooping out a lot of stuff. Now the embargo stated inside 
that they had limited things that they could say about the game and limited things that they could show of the game. Um, most of the stuff that they were able to show and limited Pokemon that they can reveal in, in their review as <laughs> really? well. Yes. So, um, most of the reviews well, that you see is some game I mean, that plan. I guess I can, that I, I can kind of make sense of. Yeah, they don't want to give away a spoiled. bunch of Pokemon. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah, the actual gameplay itself, like you should be able to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> agreed. And a lot of people also. So basically, uh, I don't know everything that's in the embargo, but a lot of the reviews have just been overwhelmingly uh, positive of the prior to the, the release. IGN gave it a 9.3. IGN's the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest gaming YouTube channels out there. They review all sorts of uh, stuff, a lot of video games, but they also go into like nerdier stuff and uh, different shows and TV uh, every once in a while. Um, but yeah, the big stuff has always been video games. Uh, so they pushed out the review for this one, giving it a 9.3, and the backlash was insanity. Um, so uh, it was this one girl who reviewed it. She said that it was her very favorite game in the series, and she yeah. gave it a lot of glowing reviews. And I I mean, I even fell into this trap. I'm a very gullible person. I fell into the trap because as soon as I watched that review, I even I texted Kevin. I said, hey, the reviews are actually pretty good about this. They're saying it's the best mm -hmm. one in the series yet and blah, 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 blah. I watched another one from GameStop, uh, or not GameStop, GameSpot, uh, where they gave it an 8.5, I think. But it was almost the same stuff that was said. I was like, okay, you know. And then I was texting Kevin saying, oh, I might get this one. This one actually apparently yeah. sounds pretty great. So then the game got <laughs> released. So My God. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, IGN got a ton of backlash. They have It was like the Ghostbusters trailer all over again. They have more dislikes oh, than they do have likes. Um, of course, the, the, the reviewer feels like she was attacked and all this other stuff. She starts to go on other like podcasts and whatnot, explaining to everybody that if you disliked my video, then you're all ignorant. And it's like, okay, well, now we're attacking everybody. <laughs> Calm down, Brie Larson. Oh, so um, <laughs> what ends up happening is the game gets released, and it there's good people are saying that it's fine. Some people are saying that it's good. Nobody's saying that this is the best one yet. Uh, the biggest negatives <laughs> to this game is the graphics uh, are getting hit. The national deck's obviously getting hit. There's bugs that are apparently deleting some save files, which is a huge yeah, one, especially with Pokemon, yeah. because you... I mean, it takes a while to grind some of this stuff. And for you to lose your mm -hmm. save file, that's a huge hit. Uh, we're having a lot of buggy issues with the graphics where if you're in the middle of a fight, uh, sometimes your character will just spin around and just spins, just spins <laughs> around, and it'll just get stuck there, uh, basically forcing you oh, to uh, restart the game. The auto saves aren't actually auto saving. So when you're running around and think the game is saving, it's not doing it. Um, so there's a lot of different problems with this game. Um, but I've also heard a lot of good things as well. So, I mean, if you are interested in this game, some of the good things is this wild area that they've included, which is where you're going to basically find all the Pokemon that you're going to catch. Um, one of the downfalls I've heard or the cons that I've heard about this wild area is it's not as big as you think it should be. Um, it doesn't, hmm. it's not a very gross, uh, uh grossing amount of is space. Is there only for one you. of them? There's only like one, one safari of zone type thing. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's just one large ish uh, area. Uh, people said it should be a lot more vast and you should be able to um, go and, you know, catch Pokemon and go to different areas. A couple of the cool things are, though, is you could go anywhere in this area, which 
means that you might find Pokemon that are way more level or way higher level than you are. Uh, you still have the opportunity to fight them, but because they're a higher level, you won't be able to catch them until you beat a certain amount of gyms. I'm not against that. I like that. It, it shows me that I can fight these things. I won't be able to catch it because I don't have the experience to, but at least I can battle it to gain experience. You can get all the experience and sure. a ton of it from Pokemon. I love that idea. That's very cool. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I've heard that the Dynamaxing in the game, which is this new way of battling, which your Pokemon grow to become these huge monsters. Um, I heard that that's fine. It basically takes the elements of uh, Mega Evolutions and the Z moves is what they called it in the last game, and they just pushed them together and just made this one thing. In the old game, you can have certain Pokemon with Z moves, and then certain Pokemon that did uh, Mega Evolutions. Well, in this game, all your Pokemon can Mega Evolve. Uh, some of them have bigger uh, effects like this thing called gigamaxing when it just turns into this crazy monster of a pokemon like pikachu's got one nice. and uh i believe eevee's got one but yeah basically um anytime you mega evolve your pokemon they have this amazing um or not mega evolve but uh dynamax your pokemon they get this really cool dynamax specific move that's just this big attack um that's cool i like that um yeah. they said that the graphics on that's very fine it is choppy though if there's a lot of stuff going on so if there's a lot of effects you get a huge frame rate drop so it it kind of stutters a little bit which <laughs> freaks some people out because that apparently when that's happening it's also the one of those key moments where you might just have your pokemon spinning in place when the game starts to drop that bad so yeah um so huh. that's obviously a, an issue but from what i've understood is the graphics look pretty pretty good during these uh these big old battles there's also these raid battles which you and some friends or you and some the ai if you're playing the solo could do these raid battles just like in pokemon go where you go up to this one giant pokemon which is a uh, a dynamax pokemon so they're much bigger much stronger and only one nice. person can mega evolve or dynamax their pokemon and you kind of want to do this strategically so maybe if i'm fighting a gyarados i want to uh, maybe dynamax an electric pokemon while everybody else is attacking you know simultaneously this one big giant pokemon my giant raichu will be able to do the biggest damage to try to whittle that life down after you've defeated the monster just like in raids and pokemon go everybody will have the opportunity to then try to catch this pokemon but no matter what you yeah. hit him or catch it You'll be able to get a ton of experience and a bunch of different like stuff again, just like the Pokemon Go raids, where you'll get a bunch of items and stuff like that. Um, that's really cool. Again, that's also yeah. in the uh, the wild area. It seems like everybody's favorite part about this game is the wild area. The story itself, outside of the game, uh, I guess system issues. Uh, the story itself, there is none. A lot of people are very disappointed about this. Uh, the rival, there's, I believe, three of them. Two of them are your friends. Okay. One of them is not your friend. Or maybe, I'm sorry, one of them is your friend-ish. The other two are not. One of them's part of this Team Yell, which is like Team Rocket. Um, she seems pretty lame. And the other one's kind of like just a dickhead. Um, who just, And a lot of people are just not really involved with this story or their, you know, their, uh, their to rivals. To be fair... I don't remember the storylines ever being that good. It's always just the same thing, isn't it? Like you get a Pokemon, now you're going on this Pokemon journey to beat all. It's basically, you know, just you beat the gyms, then you go to the tournament. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I guess, and that's what I remember it, but I guess like X and Y and Sun and Moon, there was like bigger stories. I don't know. I've never played either one of those. I basically, I jumped back in the series on uh, Diamond and Pearl. I played a little bit of Black and White, but not very much. Uh, just because I hated the vanilla uh, Pokemon, the ice cream Pokemon. Um, yeah. 
but uh, I played <laughs> is a little. Is he like a common one? Is he like the Pidgey of that generation? Nah, he's like it. everywhere. I think he's just in uh, <laughs> caves or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, per- Diamond and Pearl, I think they tried a little bit of a story and they probably did. Actually, I remember in Black and White, there was a little bit more story for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess X and Y and Sun and Moon, they really started to elaborate more on like, I don't know how much more you can really go. You're a fucking nine-year-old boy girl <laughs> who's going around trying to kill and capture Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people just skip through the, uh, the dialogue, which I always do anyways. Hey, just go around catching Pokemon. Um, it seems like everybody's big thing and bi- favorite thing is the wild area. Also in the wild area, you have Pokemon that are not random encounters. There are some, though, um, but even that mm-hmm. is still not completely random. You'll see an Toned ex- down a little yeah. bit more than the old days where it's oh, just yeah. everywhere. Um, so you'll see an explanation point just pop up uh, in the exclamation point, just pop up in the grass and like the taller grass, just like you kind of ish did you didn't really see exclamation points in the uh, grass you, you just happen to uh, run into one but these have an opportunity being rare pokemons but for the most part you just see all of the pokemon uh wandering around the uh the wild area uh this wild nice. area looks amazing um for the first time ever they also have uh an adjustable uh movable camera um but the problem is is you can only use that camera in the wild area basically the analog stick for your right thumb in every other game that's come out since 19 probably 99 that's had one pokemon's always been stuck with a camera that's always been behind the character or in the isometric view in the old game boy games um this time you can actually move the camera in the wild area but if you're in the towns it's a uh a stationary camera it's just going to be behind you the whole time so if you turn left I'm sorry, my left, You'll it'll move behind you and then right. But in the wild area, you can move the camera around, which is cool, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, for like the most that. part, uh, people are kind of poo-pooing on the the game, from what I understand. I've heard that it's maybe average to just above average game if it's working correctly. Um, nobody besides yeah, IGN I guess that's is the hard that part. this is the best getting game. Getting it to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, IGN's the only one who's saying that this is the best game in the series. Um, everybody else saying that it's a bad game too. It's fine. So you can take huh. chances. I'm not. Yeah, I wonder if it. she really believes that and is just stupid, or if she's being paid off essentially, or just yeah. trying to. I would like to kiss know, ass. I would like to know her actual thoughts because right now, obviously, there's a lot of defensive things going on. So I wonder what her thoughts were before that. She says that. She was not aware, because according to her, this is ridiculous, though. Some of her shit she's saying is just crazy. According to her, she tried to stay out of the you know the window shopping as much as possible. So any information that came out about the game, uh, she didn't want to know about. So she went in, according to her, blindly. So she didn't know you can't get all the Pokemon in this game. And she didn't have any issues with any graphical problems. She didn't have any bugs in her game. That's weird because I mean, everybody see else seems to know case. this everywhere. I'm, oh, is it like everybody has this or just certain copies? No, are no, bad? no, I, no, no, no. Not everybody's having the bug issues. Um, I mean, obviously, that's just going to be, you know, certain people. Um, it's not like Fallout 76 where everybody's having a problem. This isn't <laughs> as bad as that. But I mean, for you to stay out of the limelight for so long, I mean, it was, I think, March that they announced that no, there is not every Pokemon in this game. So you're telling me you did not hear that from any of your coworkers who work in the largest gaming news company in the <laughs> goddamn world did not say, tell you like, hey, did you hear that they don't have every Pokemon? She says she had no idea. 
It's like you're a damn liar. <laughs> you're a lying piece of shit. Yeah, it's either you're lying or you're just kind of negligent about your job. Yeah. <laughs> Which like I mean, I could see me not knowing, but I don't work for a video game company. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not the one reviewing these games. Like it's impossible for me to uh, see and she says this is the best looking game. I think it is. Yes, probably the best looking game. But it is yeah, it, it's already it been confirmed great. that these these a lot of the animations are from not even just Sun and Moon, but also from X and Y. They're the exact same graphical animations that have just been kind of re-rendered for the Switch. Um, so it's not like... And that's another huge, uh, I guess, con that a lot of people have brought up are the animations. Some of them are brand new for this game where you actually see the Pokemon run up to the... Very much like... Almost like a better version of Pokemon Stadium where you see the Pokemon run up to somebody and do an attack. Where in this game, yeah. sometimes you see that, and then sometimes they'll just be in place and just do a punch in the air, and then it just hits the other Pokemon. Um, or where they <laughs> just kind of wag their tail, and it just hits the other Pokemon. Where in some animations, they will run up to the other Pokemon, hit them with their tail, and then come back. Um, it's very strange oh. that a, the largest probably game company uh, has not figured out all of... I mean, I, I know you're saying that this is good, and I, and I agree. This is definitely the best one yet. But I, for a company this big, it's the biggest, com- like Nintendo or uh, video game company I think in the world. Everybody knows what Pokemon mm-hmm. are. I mean, even Mario is really big, but I think even Pokemon outbeat that. I mean, there's restaurants in Japan that are these days to probably. Um, but for my, they serve real Pikachu's. Yeah, but there's absolutely no <laughs> reason why the graphics. I mean, they just came out with that new Zelda game, uh, Link's Awakening. That game looks incredible, mm-hmm. way better than this game. And it was for a smaller budget than what this game has, or this game company has to work on a game. That game is incredible to look at. And, it, and I would have loved the Pokemon game to even look like that. Fun, cartoony, very fresh, crisp graphics. Instead, we got re-rendered graphics from X and Y and Sun and Moon, <laughs> animations that just are stills. It's crazy to me that this company is just huh. farting, farting this out. Some and the wild I mean, area I, I looks did, very nice. I did try to watch like a little bit of the gameplay, like some someone put you know gameplay gameplay video online, and to me it looks legit great. Like I have no gripes with the way it looks. It looked great to me. Um, I mean, I guess I'm mostly comparing it to the old Pokemon Game Boy game, but <laughs> I think or that's what Pokemon it is. Stadium, but I think it looks amazing. And I mean, like I said, I haven't played any of the other ones either, but it's just it to me it's sad to see a company that can just straight up legit make way better games with better graphics because they absolutely have the money. And I've seen what the Switch can do. I mean, it's got uh, games that just have incredible graphics, incredible uh, gameplay elements. And, I mean, this game is really not bringing anything new. Oh, my Pokemon can get take Viagra. Nice. That's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm, nobody cool. asked for it, but uh, all right, sweet. The wild area <laughs> seems like it's the the greatest thing about this game but it's not as big as everybody wants it to be it seems like if the the direction of pokemon should go anywhere which is what i've said since i was a fucking eight-year-old it should go into something where you can just go into the world look at and find pokemon and just straight up catch them i would love it even if you didn't even have to catch them give me the option have this an open world game maybe i'm just playing pokemon snap then and i get pictures uh, yeah. I can get pictures for money, or I could be like Brock and I can just Pokemon breed. Give me options of things to do in this Pokemon. <laughs> you really world. get the Viagra. Yeah, 
but give me options <laughs> in this amazing world of Pokemon that I can do. Use this element of this wild area to really embrace this, you know, possible great new idea for a game and just take it and run with it. Everybody loved that idea. And then make the little towns that everybody, you know, can go to or whatnot and make those fun and engrossing with, I mean, Stardew Valley is a great example of, you know, an incredible dialogue and an amazing, uh, amazing personalities for each person. Do that with the next game. You've got the people to do this. There was, was one dude who worked on Stardew Valley. You've got fucking hundreds of people. It's just make an engrossing story if you wanted to, but make the world big. And then update the graphics a little bit. It doesn't have to be incredible, but for what you're giving me, you've taken out more than half of all the original Pokemon and give me only 80 new ones. All right, so we're working with about <laughs> 400. Like yeah, 400 Pokemon are in this game, and there's over 900 Pokemon now. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. So um, just just give me either all the Pokemon or update the graphics, and then. Because so many people are poo-pooing on the game because their favorite Pokemon's not in there. Yours isn't even in here. I just got lucky because Pikachu's a goddamn lead. <laughs> yeah, true. Huh. But it, it's, Yeah, it's, I mean... It's sad. It really is. I would love for there to just be a Pokemon World game. Man, that would be... I would love to just be like... Well, I, you choose your occupation right in the beginning, like you do in a fantasy game. Oh, what do you want to be? A ranger, a warrior, a wizard... This one, you're like, all right, I want to be a Pokemon trainer. I want to be a Pokemon photographer. I want to be a breeder. I could do all these different things in the Pokemon world. And it could even be like a, an internet, like an almost like an MMO, where it's like, oh, I'm breeding Pokemon, and these people who are trainers are coming up to me, giving me money to basically just have a job. So I go out and I'll catch some Pokemon, but I'm trying to breed them for these unique versions, maybe shinies or different colors and stuff like that, where the other person's doing photography. It's just straight up Pokemon Snap. Oh, give me that. Oh, gooey, gooey, gooey. <laughs> I would love for a game to be like that. That or would, you... yeah, that does seem like the obvious way to go, but that they just will not go down that route, apparently. I don't necessarily, I guess the, I don't have a problem in theory with them making a game that only has a certain number of Pokemon. Um, I mean, obviously stuff like Pokemon Snap didn't have every Pokemon in it. There was some missing, but I guess it depends. It's more, if this was like a side game, if that's what they're viewing this as, then it's fine. But if it's the future of the franchise, then that's a problem. Like if this is supposed to be the new Diamond and Pearl and all that it stuff, like, which it does kind of seems like it is because they got new Pokemon that they're introducing. Yeah, so this is this is the new, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to be the new uh, way they do it. I feel like this one was a huge test pilot for them. But this is mm -hmm. the next big game in the game line. This is the eighth gen uh, Pokemon game, which yeah. is fine. I'm glad that they're doing that. And I'm, I'm even more excited that it came to Switch. Just I feel like they went about it the wrong way. I almost wish they just decided to take another year and at least give us a bigger game. Yeah. Um, and that's fine because last year they announced it. Uh, it was just before Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee came out. And th those games were great. And I'll still say to this day, that was better looking than this one. Why? Because they actually incorporated all brand new animations and graphics to it with really cool cell shading with different stuff that's in the game. The graphics looked amazing. This game looks like it came from, from uh, Sun and Moon with re-rendered graphics. That's all it was. They took those exact, exact, the exact same animations and characters and just brought them over. Where in Pikachu and Eevee, no, that, that wasn't the case. It's brand new because they had to rebuild the town. They didn't have Pallet Town before, so they obviously had to rebuild Pallet Town with these new graphics. 
I mean, the the Pokemon that are in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and that are in this game as well, did they keep the same animations or did they go back no. to the Diamond and Pearl yeah, ones? Yeah, it's Sun and Moon them? because it, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are more cartoony where this is like, I mean, it's still cartoony. It's, it's pretty cartoony, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like comparing, think about it this way. You got Disney and X-Men, right? You could tell mm-hmm. me they're both cartoony. They look like cartoons. They are cartoons. Yeah. But Disney's more cartoony, right? Where X-Men looks almost more <laughs> sure. real-ish. Um, mm-hmm. that same, same kind of thing. It's a, it, This one's still cartoony, obviously. I would say it's a step up towards the realism. I wouldn't say it's real like X-Men, but you know, trying to compare oh. apples to oranges. This one is a little bit more towards the adult version, where Let's Go was always meant for more kids, an introductory into the actual mainline games. Um, yeah. But like if this was basically a, supposed to be like a let's go Pikachu or Eevee type game, I think it would be fine to only have 400 of the Pokemon. Yeah. Like that's, that's a step up then <laughs> than what you got in that game. Yeah. Well, let's go Pikachu. Like if Eevee. it was just a side thing like that, then you're fine. But if it's supposed to be the, the basis of the franchise, then, right. then you're kind of in trouble. Well, let's go Pikachu and Eevee were, was the remake of uh yellow. So I think I was telling you the other day, uh, they've remade red and blue, which have become leaf green and root fire red or something like that. Um, and then they did heart, heart gold and soul silver uh, remakes, which apparently are the, some of the best games in the series so far as the remakes. Um, <laughs> then the third one came out, oh, fucking, I don't remember, emerald and sapphire, but I, or ruby and sapphire, but I couldn't tell you. I heard that really good things about them, but I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. Heart, soul, or heart and gold, I heard, were fucking amazing. Or heart and soul, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, <laughs> apparently those are incredible games. Uh, so the next one in the series is obviously Diamond and Pearl. A lot of people are hoping for a really amazing remake for that and really taking what they did with this game and learning from it. And then next year is slated to come out. Nobody's heard anything, but that's, that's what they've done. They've done a remake since uh, Red and Green. They've done a remake, then a next gen. And then sometimes they do a remake and then an updated version of that last next gen game. <laughs> so instead of having like they did, they did uh, Ruby and Sapphire and then uh, fucking oh, God damn it, Sun and Moon I think. And then they came out the next year with Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So okay. so and that just added a couple more Pokemon, a couple more story elements. That's fine. I mean, you could do that. I mean, it's shitty that that happens for the people who bought the original one. Now they have to buy this other one for more story. But um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Be quite angry. Yeah. Um, but uh, the next one in our line right now is supposed to be the remakes of Diamond and Pearl. I'm hoping that because, like I said, that's the one I jump back in on. I hope I hope it's good, man. I, I liked that game. I mean, I'm sure they won't mess it up. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Unless they're just like, we're going to keep it. Keep this one. Only 200 Pokemon. I want all of Which them. I don't think they'll do. I want especially all the, the ones that were reacted. from four and before. That's all I want. Four and before. Give me all them. I don't care about five, six, seven, or eight. That's how many fucking yeah. things are out there. Five, six, <laughs> seven, and now this abomination. How many new Pokemon are in this one? 80. 81 in total. Oh, okay. There's three legendaries. You got those two stupid-looking dogs, and then this other one that's <laughs> just fucking crazy-looking. I don't know if it's crazy cool. It looks like a giant virus. Um, <laughs> nice. Legendary Pokemon Sword. All right, hold on. Um, it's got it's got a cool-looking one, but also weird-looking one. Oh my god! Just give me the damn name of it. 
<laughs> He's right there. Man. Why? Why do you do this to me? Um, Eternatus. <laughs> Eternatus. Yeah, give him a look. I had a up. bad case of that one time. He looks very weird. I don't know what the really. Huh. And I can't. Yeah, put that's like a Steelix with a weird, like Dilophosaurus neck. Yeah. It's just <laughs> strange the fan to look going at. On. It is. I kind of like it. It's definitely different. It is, but... Yeah. But I guess it's some kind of dragon type thing. Yeah. Praying definitely. mantis arms. <laughs> that's true. It's very true. <laughs> well, that's about all I got. I can sit here and rant about it all day. It's unfortunate that Pokemon went in this direction with this game. Like I said, if they just went another year, I think this game would have been incredible. But that's all right. Here we are. And that's what that's what we're doing. Oh. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's, I don't know why they felt the need to do that. It's not like people are going to all of a sudden be like, nope, fuck Pokemon <laughs> in a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they um, stuck with you this long. They're going to be around. And I just do, want good games. I do not stand corrected. It was Raboot, not Rabert. Oh, it's a wow. play on boots because he's a running Pokemon, a running bunny, um, huh. which is okay. kind of plays into your, well, this one looks like the Flash. Well, yeah, I think it's supposed yep. to be actually. So. <laughs> um, Sobble is by far one of probably the worst starting <laughs> Pokemon from start to finish I've ever seen. I do not like its <laughs> final form. It looks retarded. Uh, Grookey is actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's not. Yeah, that's probably my second pick for sure. <laughs> Way better than Sobble. Yeah, anything's better than Sobble. My my dump is better <laughs> than Sobble. Grookey's third evolution is pretty cool. He's like this giant monkey with a huge like hammer, like wood hammer drum. It's just cool looking. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. If I do, I if his I, name sounds like Duffy. Yeah, <laughs> Grookey Dookie. Um, but yeah, I I the rabbit's really cool though too, but it. The third evolution is isn't as cool. I always imagine the third evolution's being something as cool as like the first generation with Charizard, Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur's just a giant fucking frog. Yeah, he's just a big fat guy, and I love it. Yeah, but these three, it's just like just well, Sabo looks like a weak little lizard that should probably stop dieting. The other one's cool. I wish it wasn't the starter Pokemon, though. I love the rabbit one where he just it looks fast, but for a starter Pokemon, I just imagine him as these big creatures. The third giant evolution, and I just got this fast-looking rabbit that looks tiny still. And the monkey is you know pretty cool. <coughs> no, I don't. Hate the hate that people have like decided to draw their own evolutions for everything, so I can't tell what the fuck is the actual one. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, everybody... The problem was is everybody was trying to... Uh, draw what they think because it wasn't released up until a week ago what the third evolution even was nobody had any idea they just had a lot of theories and you know a lot of ideas of what they could have drawn but yeah nobody knew what this third evolution was going to be or was supposed to be yeah i still can't tell which one's the real one uh a Thank you so much yeah uh Sil- rillaboon look up rillaboon or rillaboom rillaboom Rilla boom, Rilla boom. I guess it's supposed to be gorilla, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I like it's the like way it looks. I like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. 
I don't know. Wow, yeah, is that the fucking Sobel one? Probably. Like anorexic? Yep. <laughs> That's the one. It's like the Geico gecko if you went anorexic and had depression. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. You turned blue. <laughs> yeah, that's not good at all. Oh, it's see, like, like I'm watching breeze. a video that book, huh? of Cinderace Gus doing an animation, <laughs> and it's just so pixelated. The the Rillaboon looked pretty good, but I don't know. Whatever. This game. All right. I have to get back to moving and packing. But, yeah. all right, everybody. This has been another hilarious episode from the original. Hilarious episode from the original Jenks. Just straight up funny. The most hilarious. The best one yet. Eat my ball sack. It's fleshy. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. Chimchar, chimchar. Bye. <laughs>